I would much rather shit for for days. <laughs> but your but the shit makes you throw up. It's fine. This is Debates on Tap. It is good. It's very good. <laughs> Podcast where we drink, we argue, and someone wins. Prowler. I like to know them first before I prowl them. Well, but that's the bit. Welcome to Debates on Tap. This is a wait. I see. Whatever. It's fine. Welcome to Debates on Tap. This is a podcast where we drink, we argue, and someone wins. I'm Brian. I'm Brendan. And I'm still Vargas. And this is our Christmas episode. Merry Christmas, everybody. We hope you had the best Christmas morning filled with exactly what you wanted for yeah, Christmas. You opened up the presents from whoever. And you're now com- you're eating lunch or, or right. playing with whatever toy. Correct. People still get toys for... Yeah, some people do. Yeah. And and your stocking, hopefully you got everything in that new toothbrushes. My mom always does candy in our stockings. Candy ah. candy you like. And so Santa Claus brings you the candy that you like. Uh, everyone will notice our new backing track. This mm-hmm. will last all episodes. Constantly. So it's just going to be me I think Vargas Brendan. went to go get pizza. Yeah, so, today yeah. is just Brendan and I, but that backing yes. track will go on all episodes. And if it the doesn't, whole... I'll kick it in the nuts. <laughs> <laughs> that was me, you guys. Oh. <laughs> oh my gosh! I was singing that whole thing. That was really great. I'm beautiful. sure Thanks. no one was. No there. one turned it off. No, no one, one turned this episode this. off. We still have listeners for sure. <laughs> this kind of this kind of brings up a thing. Since you're doing music stuff, what's your favorite? Oh. Do you have a favorite Christmas song or or anything like that? What were you just thinking? I can tell you my three least favorites. Uh, is, is, is it a rhyme with Paul McCartney's Christmas oh, time? I hate that fucking song so much. That's my third least favorite. <laughs> it, you said does it rhyme and then just yeah, because I, I I didn't want to I didn't want to give him give Paul Paul you fucker the courtesy. Of, that's the third worst. Yeah, second worst is Christmas rapping. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? You know, do you know the one Christmas rapping? Yeah, Merry Christmas, Merry Christmas. Oh my god, that song. That's the second worst. Yeah, that's a bad song. The first worst is the dogs barking jingle bells. <laughs> what? Dogs barking dogs jingle bells. Barking jingle bells. That's a song. Imagine it, dogs. No, I get it. It played five times a day while I was working the front desk of the hotel. I I'm surprised you're still saying, dude. <laughs> I would have burned that thing to the ground. Yeah, dogs barking jingle bells. Yeah, I've never understood the Paul McCartney Christmas time song. Doesn't make any goddamn sense to me. It's the worst. One because like it sounds like Paul McCartney went into his recording studio, went, "Hey, what do these buttons do on the keyboard?" And they went, "I don't know. Let's fuck around with it." But <laughs> but. Oh, yeah, that's, that sounds great. That sounds even better. <laughs> I think that sounds great, Paul. And then Paul wrote... You were in the Beatles. <laughs> Here's a check. <laughs> and then Paul wrote lyrics about, I guess... I Moons saw, and witches I and saw shit. a really funny tweet that's basically like, that song starts out as a witch's ritual, yeah. and then someone walks in on them and is like, simply <laughs> having wonderful Christmas time. And then it goes back to, the sun is right. The, oh, moon that's, is, the moon is lit. That's the song? That's that song. Fuck that song. It's yeah. awful. Dude, from a guy who worked in a grocery store throughout high school and yeah, college. you get it. The same shit on loop for four hours, yeah. and then it starts over for four more hours when you're there eight hours. Correct. But Fuck that song. But okay, what's your, so what's the best? What's your best? <laughs> <laughs> what's your favorite, Brian? There's Well, there's one by CKY. It's called Santa's Coming. And they do like... Santa's coming to town, right? But they yeah. they switch it up with death metal, and they have oh. funny oh, that is a good idea. Funny lyrics, uh, you know, Santa's 
uh, come in and he's going to kill you, basically, because yeah. <laughs> you've been a little fuck. And, and yeah, it's, it's a lot of fun. Uh, it, it, the video is pretty great, too. But yeah, that's probably my, f- that's my favorite. When people that don't know me very well are like, hey, what's your favorite Christmas song? I play that, of course. I've got to interject for one second. Please do. Paul McCartney's Wonderful Christmas <laughs> song was released in 1997. Yeah. It's not, that, it's not a traditional... Yeah. I thought he recorded that shit like in the 70s. No, man. Ugh, what an asshole. Yeah. Oh, Fucking man. Paul. Um, one of my favorite Christmas songs is uh, Carol the Bells. Carol the Bells. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because I love the fact that it's kind of like... Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> You've killed him. <laughs> He's dead. Did, did it go sour? Yeah. Um, because I love the fact that it's like kind of a creepy Christmas song, but it's also like genuinely wonderful, like m- like instrumentation uh-huh. stuff like that. I I, I I I like that song a lot. It's good stuff. As well as Feliz Navidad. I think uh, stealing. That's fine. Listen, you just, I, no, you can appropriate my culture. I didn't want to. Appro- I didn't. <laughs> I didn't want to. I was going to run it by you before we started, but I wanted to say. No, I, that song is always like just a fun, joyful like yeah. Christmas song. And man, like it's just it's a great time. It's a really fun Christmas song. It's a good one. Trans-Siberian Orchestra has a lot of really fun. That's true. That's true. Yeah. What? So yours is fully snobby dot? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm not playing the stereotypes here. Uh, <laughs> I like, I mean, pretty much anything about Bing Crosby. I know oh, yeah. I'm super traditional with my Christmas right? yeah, stuff. I, uh, I mean, it's good. Or the, you know, the Charlie Brown Christmas stuff. Like, <laughs> fuck yeah. We, we had all that stuff on, on stereo. So that, that was, that's the running joke in the Vargas family is that my dad has a super high-end stereo system that we use once a year for Christmas music. <laughs> <laughs> like, like he'll turn it on and the CDs in there will right. still be the it's same, still the same yeah. things. Yeah. Yeah. So that's pretty great. Yeah. Bing Crosby is, it just gets me. I like it. I like Christmas that. Time. That era of Christmas songs are so much fun. So like good. Nat King Cole and all that stuff. Yeah. So awesome. I bought the Frank Sinatra Christmas album on Ooh, vinyl last year and nice. it's like one side is like him doing traditional songs mm-hmm. and then the other side is him doing the more like jazzy oh, kind of Christmas songs. It's really good. That is really cool. It's really good. Nice. Yeah, what if we jazz it up this year? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah. And the, and the album sleeve for it is like, Frank Sinatra, he's the master of two varieties. You know, his life has been pretty like two-sided. He was a good guy and also kind of a shithead. Like, this is like literally what the album says. And so that's what they went with was like one side is him like, I like Jesus. And right. the other side is like, now give me some eggnog. Right, yeah. Let's go in my, my car. Yeah. Um, right, guys? Do you have car. anything? I already said it. You already said it. Oh, I'm CKY sorry. One. You were busy looking up fucking I'm Paul. just having a good time talking about red. stuff. You were seeing red around Christmas. Yeah, I'm sorry. Paul McCartney. And then to interject real fast, because I know Molly won't me bring it up. How do you guys feel about pentatonics? Fuck them. I hate pentatonics. What is they're the scale? The, mouth music. They're the young, hip. No, they were five years acapella ago. Acapella group. Who oh, just you're talking about Bobby McFerrin. <laughs> <laughs> Shout yeah. out Bobby McFerrin. No, yeah, yeah, he's a listener. <laughs> they're they're an acapella group who just they I don't think they have not too many regular like self like songs they wrote. Every song they do is a cover. Uh-huh. They have a, they have a shitload of Christmas albums and so they're like Glee Club but professional, dude. And it's yeah, um, I mean they're just an acapella. Yeah, that, okay. That and got famous through like YouTube doing yep. like. It, it, hip songs quote-unquote right in like cool renditions of those songs but again that's that was their shtick five six years ago and it's still you want to know a better acapella group how about van canto who does metallica acapella (laughs) and that shit (laughs) is crazy they do rip it up do they do any christmas songs you know metallica christmas songs (laughs) 
That's basically it's basically Carol the Bells, yeah, right? Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, first of all, Merry Christmas, everyone, and hey, Merry Christmas to you guys. Because I got you oh. presents. Oh my gosh! What I switched them. I forgot your present. That's what is okay. this? This is just a little debates on tap. This is quite a spoiler to neighbor and my sister, but it's just a little bag of dice. <gasps> for when we play D and D, oh my Lanta! I made sure to give Brendan the yellow orange one because he wouldn't shut up about these goddamn yellow sweatpants that he wanted. That look <laughs> horrendous. No, what? Oh, let's back yes. up. Okay, <laughs> the only reason I was gonna buy and the only times I was gonna wear the yellow Chiefs ones games. is for Chiefs games and because I all my stuff my top is red and I want my bottom to be yellow, yellow and red for the Chiefs. I get it, but you don't need pants if you want your bottom okay. to be yellow. You know, Molly said the same thing. I didn't know you were Molly <laughs> right now. I got blue ones. Yeah, yeah, you, yeah, but you got a horse head and he got yeah, a bull got head. A bull head because you remind me of the Rock because you're so big and tough. Thank you, and I'm Taurus, so that's I'm Taurus too. Is that what you're doing, you yep. guys? Yep, and have, he's have horse car, <laughs> and your sign, your astro sign is horse, right? You're a stallion. You're born I, in the year of the horse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. I am a stallion. You're my. Stallion. You are a stallion. And now that you have the ponytail. <laughs> Ah, see, yeah. huh? bring it full circle. <laughs> nice. Well, thank you so much hey, for this. Thank yeah. you. Merry Christmas. And yeah. now for the biggest news, we have our Christmas time winner. And now the pomp is out of the way. Got it out of the way and down to the circumstance now. <laughs> God, <laughs> this will never get old. No, it won't. For two more episodes at least. Fal- correct. False. I don't know. So the winner of the comic collection mm. donated generously by Vargas is... Oh my god, it is freezing in here. Vargas, do you have a hoodie or something I can put on? Uh yeah. Um uh, here you go. No, this is a this is a t-shirt. This is not gonna help. Just trust me. Put it on. Oh. Oh my god. Oh, this is so warm and comforting. This is like this is like getting a hug from the grandma I actually like. Yeah, man, it's from Hope Clothing. The warmth you're feeling is the joy of helping others. Oh, so that's what that feels like. Each shirt helps benefit either Rosebrooks or Greenworks KC, and every shirt benefits OneTreePlanet.org. Is this why Santa always looks so warm? Because he's always helping everyone? I, yes, if he was real. Uh, what? And scene. Hope Clothing is running a holiday giving special. From now until December 31st, all items are $5 off. And this price stacks with promo code DEBATE10. Visit HopeClothingKC.com for this holiday sale and use promo code DEBATE10 for extra savings. Uh, Derek. Hey! Yay, hey, hey, Derek. Merry Christmas. Now, Merry Christmas, Derek. We're going to get in touch with you on Twitter or, or Instagram or text or however. We're yeah, gonna do it. Email. I just text you. <laughs> but, uh, so you won this big bundle of comics, so congrats on that. Now, absolutely. Uh, uh, to, to, for full transparency, your suggestion was is, <laughs> is the, the Last Jedi a good movie? Which we are going to table. Because right. of something in the future, some recording conflicts, um, and we'd like to save that particular discussion. Because right. I think in the, in a couple weeks we're gonna have some good friends on the podcast and do something. Yeah, and a do little, a fun, little bigger, little because, pretty big Star Wars and event. I just I, I can't take Brendan <laughs> talking about Star Wars. I think Brian's right gonna now. be out of the room. For I this one. I would need. It's gonna be fine when 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 it happens. Right. It'll be over with, and I'll it, like Correct. I'll I'll be more excited because if it was now, I would just. I leave. will say after I got a Rise of Skywalker in blah blah, we're not going to talk about it. We're not going to talk about how I feel about it. We're not going to talk about it. We're already please. talking about it. But <laughs> I I've been listening to a podcast series about like the prequels and other things like that. 
I woke up the next morning to like go work out or something like that, or to go to work, I think. He got and, a car wreck. And I loaded up the podcast or my podcast app, and that was the app that was pl- like the podcast was playing. And I went, I'm a, I can't do yeah. that. I'm going to yeah. load up. I had to load up. Yeah. So I loaded up How This Get Made's episode on Double Dragon, and it's very, very funny. So. What actually, yeah, Double Dragon's a perfect example of what we're going to oh, kind of yeah. segue, <laughs> this, segue this into, which is what makes a good movie, right? Obviously, okay, I'll start. I think it. there are some definite goals or milestones, right? Mm-hmm. Acting has to be good. Okay. You can't just have shit actors in there <laughs> that are just be cardboard cutouts, right? But believable characters. Right. And and again, uh, along those lines. it's sure. sort of hard to define good movie because it's yeah. so subjective. It's very subjective. Right? It's people like things that other people don't, blah, blah, blah. Right. But I think the performances uh, are sort of close to the top, if not number mm-hmm. one for me, yeah. but closely behind that is writing. And it doesn't even have to be like, oh my God, this was, ground, this was a groundbreaking script. It just has to just has to be believable and it just has to be where it's not just dumping dialogue line after line into people to explain sh- show don't tell right show me yeah. your movie don't mm-hmm. tell me your movie ah oh, i'm so scared yeah that's yes. not that's, that's not, not gonna that's, that's not how it works not what they want but everything and we're going to get into de- details and things mm-hmm. but i think after those two facts everything else becomes more and more subjective than i'm so assuming that a good movie has those two things Yes, in, as a baseline. Yes, mm-hmm. for me, that's, those are like the two things. Okay. Other than that, because not, I can suspend my disbelief long enough for most other things. Sure. But if it's just you, if it's just the actor just being a cardboard man saying <laughs> words at me, <laughs> right? It's not going to work. Right, I, I would totally agree with that. And like, there's this whole thing going around. Uh, I don't know if you guys have seen Marriage Story on Netflix with Adam Driver and Scarlett Johansson. I've seen it, but I've seen all the memes. But there's... Okay, so there's this very interesting thing. Like, Adam Driver and Scarlett Johansson both were nominated for Best Actor and Actress, like, Golden Globes. Okay. And the movie is basically about these two people who are married who go through a separation, break up, and they hate each other. And it sounds very uplifting and cheery for this wonderful Christmas Day episode. Yes, please, watch that. But they released a scene online of, like, one of their big fights after she finds out he's cheated on her. And it's just, like weird and it's much like you said like actors delivering believable dialogue is a big thing for me um for me what makes a good movie is like where the script starts and uh your character's going on a journey like your characters i think it's very important in a movie for your characters to um start out a certain way in your movie and then to go on a journey to a different like either a different place or something like makes them change in some way like to me that's that's a hallmark of what makes a good movie essentially um, but there's this whole thing with this movie with, with the marriage story in this scene where like it was acted okay and it was very like emotional and very intense and charged, but like their dialogue was so weird. And then there was this whole thing where like people were kind of dunking on it because it's like, yeah, that that feels like a weird stilted dialogue scene um and how they're like playing it. Then there was this whole thing where it was like <laughs> uh this like there's this Twitter that releases like a video of a scene and the script is like playing along oh, yeah. with it and kind sure. of like going along with like, see how well they did. And it's like, and I've always thought that was fascinating because it's like, Oh, the actors memorize their lines. Like that's, that's interesting, I guess, you well, know, like actors get paid to do, but then like you read the actual dialogue and how it's broken down. And it's, it's just very bizarre because like that takes me out of one movies is the whole idea of, I think it's like an acting thing as well as like a dialogue thing. Like if your actors aren't delivering, 
believable dialogue and like believable choices, I guess you could say. Like that takes me out of a movie immediately. And just to interject real quick, mm-hmm. it doesn't have to be believable in this world. Whatever world Correct. they're in yeah. and they have established, as long as it's believable as long in as, that world. As long as, as long as the two actors who were conversing with each other, like one, as long as they're actually listening to each other and like talking back and forth to each other, that's a big deal. Not timing. Correct. Yeah. And, and I think that's what, compare that to Marriage Story and that little scene with like everything felt very bizarre about it to something like Little Women the new Greta Gerwig movie that everyone is raving yeah. about because uh, I was reading a, a, an interview with uh, Florence Pugh, Pug, like okay. the, the actress who's in it, who was also in Mid- Midsummer, yep. um, and how she talked about she came off of Midsummer, immediately jumped into Little Women. Probably a tough transition. Yeah, and she talked about how like uh, Greta Gerwig is big on her act, like actresses, actresses and actors in her movies going through like a camp together where they just like hang out where they get to know each other, where they get to like feel each other out and like how they act and how they like go through scenes as well as like a two to three week like dialogue camp, like where you know the script inside and out and understand what your character's motivations are in a scene, what your character's trying to get across in a scene as well as not just like waiting for your cue to like talk. You're actually like discussing the dialogue with the other actor. And I think it's a fascinating look at like, how Greta Gerwig, like, uh, what was that uh, movie? Lady Bird, I think, came out yep, yep, not, not yep, too yep. long ago. That movie was phenomenal, and it's in its acting and dialogue because it felt so genuine and real that like it like sucked you in and just made you fall along with these characters. And I think Little Women is a story that we all know very well. You know, obviously. Oh yes, right. <laughs> little House on the Prairie with all those little women running around. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it takes place in the same world as Gulliver's Travels, right? Yeah, you nailed it. The, the women are little. We don't need to see it. Yeah. We just <laughs> described we it. it. But Little Women is a story that's been around since like forever. You know, there's been ma- a lot of ad- adaptations about it and good movies made about it. But people are raving about this movie and, and how like actresses like Emma Watson's in it, who's always been a pretty solid actress. Um, I'm not even going to try to pronounce her name. Sorasi Ronan. I try to pronounce her name. Oh, yeah, Sorasi Ronan. Yeah, of course. But it's these actresses who actually understand like their characters and what their motivations are going through. Because uh, just kind of like real fast, this is the last thing I'll say before we can move on. Um, like For- Florence Pugh's character um, is the one of the youngest sisters. And traditionally, her sister has been like the bratty one who like um, goes off to Paris with her crazy aunt and marries like a rich guy. And everyone's like, God, like her, that character sucks. Like that's all, the only thing she's looking out for and blah, blah, blah. And then in the movie, apparently, like they broke it down and been like, well, what's this character's like? Why does that motivate her to do this thing? And you find out through like great acting and great dialogue scenes that really it's about like she does not want to become her weird spinster aunt. And so she realizes that the only way she can get to the next step in life in like the 1800s is by marrying this rich guy who can help her get to the the next step in life, like an artist, basically. And it's a fascinating, I mean, I think if you want to break down good movies versus bad movies, like I think for me, much like Brian talked about, like you don't want cardboard cutouts of your actors, but I think a great script goes a very long way as well as actors believably getting across what characters motivations are. Well, even great actors can't save shitty dialogue a lot. Sometimes, sometimes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Or shitty scripts. Like you got Adam driver married to Scarlett Johansson. Fucking come on. (laughs) Right? Like, that's totally right. unbelievable. I was sitting on that joke for a long time. <laughs> yeah, it was a good one. I like that. <laughs> uh, for, for, for me, story has always been, I think, the most important thing. Right. I, can, I can get over some, some crappy lines of dialogue mm-hmm. if 
the story is compelling enough. If I'm so invested in the story that I, I have to know what happens right. next or get to the conclusion of this tale, I, I'll, I'll stick through a lot of things. Right. And right. I think that's what's gotten me through a lot of my shitty Netflix <laughs> movies that I've watched. Oh, yeah. Is just like, where is this going? Like, right. what what is going on here? Um because even stuff like Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, yeah, yeah, like yeah. you could make the argument, like the dialogue is great in that it is natural, mm-hmm. but that story in itself is compelling to me because it drags you along. Right. You're, you're along on this journey with these people and what they're saying isn't the most important, right. but what they're, where they're going is compelling. Right. And I think like... like I, now that you mentioned that, something like that, like think about Mad Max Fury Road. Yeah. A movie that is basically a two-hour-long chase movie. Exactly. And your characters are dealing with the plot point like in front of them, and they're full and believable and great. And it's like that movie is so goddamn compelling and so good right. that it's like I, I think, I mean, you could argue that people like Max, the one of the protagonists in the movie, like his character doesn't really go through any like major arcs or development. You right. know what I mean? He is just kind of like, it's he's a type of guy in the movie. He's almost a MacGuffin. Correct. He's the guy that just comes in, is part of the story, and then comes back out. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like he helps them along the way, but he is not like the, the driving force of the plot, nor is he something that would, if he <laughs> weren't there, would significantly change things. You right, know what I mean? Right, right. He is a, a very good force in, for good, but... Indiana Jones uh, and the Last Crusade, or the... the Raiders of the Lost Ark right, right. is, is the classic example. Yeah. If Indy was not in that movie, <laughs> nothing about that movie would right, have changed. Right. The Nazis still would have opened the mm-hmm. chest, still would have died. Exactly. Period. That's it. So, right. but again, the journey mm-hmm. of this of the movie, the story of the movie, is so compelling right. that it, it is a classic. And, movie. and I think, like, especially when you break down movies like Raiders of the Lost Ark, movies like uh, Mad Max Fury Road, like those are very much movies about these like fun, full characters, but a phenomenal story. Right. And a phenomenal script. And it's like, sometimes, yes, your characters don't necessarily have to go on a journey or an arc to get to a certain place in their like story or, or life, whatever. But I think, tradi- like in some movies, like, let's talk about Star Wars for a second. Nope. I'm totally oh, of kidding. Of course. Yeah. I'm totally kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but like, I mean, I know we mentioned like Midsummer Hereditary yesterday. Yeah. Or, and uh, like those movies are, are phenomenal, like character-driven movies of people dealing with awful events and going on a journey through the story. Yeah. Not only are they good, compelling stories, but they're also good character dramas, basically. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, I, I think we had mentioned how, like, or after I think we we finished podcasting, we talked about how Ari Aster, or Ari Aster um, the director or writer of Hereditary and Midsummer, talked about how, like, Hereditary was originally just going to be a family drama. It was yeah. going to be, like, a, a movie about the the grandmother the mo- the only living grandmother of this character passing away and then the ramifications of the grief and the trauma and the cycle and like her psych issues in midsummer i think was basically going to be the same like a similar idea yeah he didn't want to make it a horror movie yeah it was going to be this movie about awful trauma in this in this girl's life um her and her boyfriend are not so great and probably need to, yeah. very need very much need to break up but can't figure out how to break up with each other and then to fix it they just go on a trip to sweden through this weird pay like ritual and like yeah. 90 day 90 year thing or whatever. And so I think like you look at those characters and why they work so well in those movies, like speak across like people who don't really like horror movies really enjoy those movies. 
And I think sometimes when it comes to what makes a scary movie, it doesn't work for some people like that. But at the same time, um, these characters go on such a journey through this, through these movies and have arcs to them, like who they are at the beginning of the movie is not who they are at the, at the end of the movie. Right. And like I talked about earlier, like for me, that's a, it's a big deal in like movies like this where, I, where I can sit and <laughs> enjoy a Mad Max Fury Road and be like, God damn, that's a phenomenal movie. That's just t- two hour long chase sequence. Yeah. And we're good to go. And then something like Midsummer Hereditary, because those are on our mind and we've been talking about them, really taking on a journey with these characters and their drama and like what they're actually going through. And it makes for really super compelling like investment. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's goddamn awesome. I so, love movies are so great. So what what makes a good movie or like is Mad Max a better movie than Hereditary? I don't. I don't know. See, when I, you say better, that's where that's the what, subjective. Right. See, I think right. yeah. Like we had that big talk about art. It's like just about what, what, you what makes like. art good. And if you like this versus because that, great. I'll tell you right now that there are some people that you know you love falling in mm-hmm. love with a character and watching them grow or right. or change in a, for the worse. Um, some people, if they don't enjoy a character, they're they're not going to give a shit about that character's Very journey, true. which means that they might not like that whole movie if it's centered around right. their journey. So, right. but it could be critically acclaimed, blah blah blah, and somebody's just like, I don't give a shit about that character, right. and that's why I don't like it. But they don't know how to put that right. into words. I hate to bring it up, but that's the literal argument against Last Jedi. Don't, don't. Stop. It, it, it is. No, it 100% no, is. Stop. It is. I'm just, uh, listen, I, we're not going to talk about it. I'm going to bring up a different movie and I'll say, have you, <laughs> have you guys seen Crash? Which one? Dave Matthews Not band? the, no. We, you we want to talk we, about the weird one? Oh we my talk God, about, we, we talked talk about, about this these before. Movies. Yeah. I think last week last we talked about week. both these movies. Yeah. Uh, but that's, that is a <laughs> character driven movie. Right. And Kara, my girlfriend, she loves that movie uh, because of the character stuff. These right. people learn and they grow and where they are at the beginning of the movie is totally different from where they are at the end. Right. I don't know. I, I understand why people mm-hmm. like that movie and I can appreciate the artistic value and the character driven, all that kind of stuff. I didn't enjoy that movie right. I, I don't because like, the yeah. story is like such a downer. Well, like, again, to revisit it because I think, yeah, we had talked about like, I don't, I don't really like that movie either Yeah, because I think that yes, you, you meet the tick boxes of your characters going on a journey, but there's still not great. There's still like, shitty people. There's still shitty people right. with the main message of racism is bad. And it's like, yeah, well, I mean, right. I get it. <laughs> like you're, if you're a shitty person and you learn that right. racism is bad, you're still a shitty person. <laughs> Yeah, if exactly. you have to learn it. Yeah, yeah. here if you here, have to learn. It. Look, we present a lot of opinions as fact on this show, and that's what we do, and we're never going to stop doing that. But as a Christmas wish for everyone else <laughs> in your real lives, when you're not doing shtick or a bit or 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 performing, you don't have to say that movie's bad. You can say I didn't like that movie, right. and let other people around you. Enjoy that movie because yeah. you're just going to fucking start <laughs> yeah. some shit. If you're getting ready to go into Christmas dinner, remember that. Mm-hmm. Remember you can say, I didn't enjoy it, but I understand how you could enjoy it. Right. Take, I'll say, take a page out of Brian and Brendan's book. And whenever I talk about Tremors 7, <laughs> I know in my heart of hearts that that movie is going to suck donkey dongs. <laughs> But they don't tell me that. They I, let I me be never. excited for yeah, it. I, mean, I would never tell you. I that. see the excitement and that you get all giddy about it. Yes. Oh, a little sparkle in your eye. It's adorable. <laughs> the official Tremors Twitter retweeted me when I talked about Tremors 7. 
They listen to this podcast too. Probably. There's only 73 people that follow that Twitter account. <laughs> uh, that's amazing. So, so <laughs> whether you think it's a good or bad movie, hey, right. you don't have to present your opinion as fact. Correct. That's right. Again, I think that hits the nail on the head that there's been critically acclaimed movies that people don't really like. And there have been and movies some people that, go see the room every yeah. year. <laughs> there are movies that are, are the total opposite of that. So and then, and just and just to kind of round it out and close it out, uh, you know, we're getting close to the end of, of our Christmas episode. Um, one thing that we can say as fact is Citizen Kane sucks dick. <laughs> All right. <laughs> oh, Brian. If we can't talk about Star Wars. We can't talk about Citizen Kane anymore. Those are two. <laughs> At this point uh, in time, don't I can't I can't. Merry Christmas, everybody. Are we gonna? Are we going to mash up Citizen Kane and Star Wars sometime? Oh, let's do that. Yeah. How would you mash them up? Citizen Kane. <laughs> Star <laughs> Citizen Kane? Yeah. Isn't there a game or, or something called Star Citizen? Probably. So it sort of mashes oh, itself it's th- up. Yeah, that's the weird one that was crowdfunded and then yeah. it's still not finished after seven yeah, years and right. blah, blah, blah. Citizen Kane K90. Like he's like a robot. You are so Kane close. You're so close. I know. You're ah. maybe, maybe you can workshop it while we find out right. where you can find us. You can find us on Twitter at Debates on Tap. You can find us on Instagram at Debates on Pictures. You can email us at debatesonfans at gmail.com. And again, congrats to Derek. Merry Christmas for winning this bundle of comics. Absolutely. Yeah, and stay tuned. I think, what, two or three weeks we're going to record that episode and then couple of days after that, we'll have it out. But we are going to do a big version of your topic, Derek. Yes. Basically just going to do a Star Wars episode. I don't. So. Yeah, I didn't have earplugs, so I have to go buy them. <laughs> right, and right. Then... No, no, Does no. We, remember <laughs> a while ago when Vargas and I talked about Avengers and you hadn't seen it yet, so you just room. left. Yeah. <laughs> It'll be like that, play video but games. out of uh, irritation. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 I'm pumped. Uh, I think that's it. So yeah, Merry Christmas, everyone. Absolutely. And we love you. Merry we'll see Christmas. You tomorrow. Tell your cunty grandma to listen to us. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>